plus size girls have so much money. Oh. Yeah, they do. Hectic. Plus size girls. How come? Those girls work hard. Because all they've got is to concentrate on their work. Yes. Those girls, ask any girl who's in a plus size fashion line. They make the most money from Skinny girls are not going to go buy a dress for 3,000 rand. Because why? They can go to Mr. Price and <laughs> Maraba start. And and, yeah, you're right. I mean, plus size girls don't have options. Yeah, they, they don't have, have to make their money to yeah, buy that 3,000 rand Exactly. Dress. So that's why I know. And those girls work hard. Yes. And that is why you'll find the sketchy men always wanting to hover around plus size girls because what? but I challenge. Plus girls, girls have money. So you actually have men who prey on plus size girls because they know you have money. Yeah. 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 Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson cause I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Welcome to the Label Lions Show, where we talk all things marketing, branding, mindset, business, and sometimes pop culture. When I say I'm excited about the guests that we have today, listen, I can't even contain it because I think she's going to give you guys a really cool view of life outside of what you know South Africans experience. So I can't wait for her to share her story with us. But before we do that, you know what we do on this podcast. We have to do the things that get the bills paid. So like, share, subscribe, comment, do all the things that help us grow, that help people see us, that build this lion community because we need to roar as loud as possible and the whole world needs to hear us. So guys, before we get into this conversation, I need to say that I would like us to be very responsible in the comments that we share underneath this podcast because at the end of the day, we're all just people and we're here to learn and connect. It's okay if you have a different opinion, but don't have a hurtful opinion. We are mature. We know how to articulate ourselves. And in this community, we show people what it's like when you are vibrating at a higher level. So let's keep the comments fair. You can be honest, but be fair. And let's get into it, because I think we're going to have quite a, a fun conversation. I think it's also going to be, for me, extremely personal, because I can relate to the story. But yeah, let's get talking. And you know how we do on this podcast, we don't introduce our guests, they introduce themselves. And she's known to leave a spark in everyone's life. Please, Liako, introduce yourself. <laughs> oh my God, is... <laughs> I'm so shy. Okay, cool, my name is Liako. Yes. Um, Leah Glamstar. Okay. It's my alter ego. Yes. Because I'm a star, right? We love alter egos here. Yes. So I'm Leah, I'm from Afiking. I am 34 years of age. Mm -hmm. I am a marketer by profession. I am also um, just launching my business. I'm a, in my new belt now. I'm a businesswoman. And nice. Owning a clothing label for undefined women. I am also. Um, um, I'm a fun girl, man. I'm, mm. a, I'm a different person, I think. I'm special. Look, I experienced that before we started recording. So. <laughs> I think I'm special. And I think, um, yeah, that's that's me. I don't want to get into many things because we unpack as we go. Yes. About who I am, but I'm just a girl from Afiki. I'm a Tsana Han. Mm -hmm. And you know Tsana Hans are like... 
extra. Swana hands are extra. Don't let them fool you with their cute faces and pretty smiles. Swana hands are extra. Yeah, so that's that's me. That's the long and short of who I am. Okay, so I want to ask you this question, but I think let me bring it in this way, okay. right? When I saw you coming in for the podcast, I was like, I think I know this lady. Like I know her, you know. And then I thought about it and I and, and I realized that I actually had seen her on one of the episodes of Come Dine with Me. Yes. Right. So yeah. let's talk about that. What made you want to even enter a reality show about cooking? Because I love cooking. I cook so well. I yeah. cook so so well. I love cooking. It's something that um, after losing weight, I took it seriously and it's something that I however I'll never cook for people I feel like I'm too cute to be doing catering not not that okay. I'm saying there's anything like as wrong a business you'd never no, do it no, as a business it would never yeah. be a business for me I, and I'm also hard labor man I cannot think <laughs> oh, man, you're but, in your soft girl era yeah I'm yes. in a soft girl era but I love cooking so come down with me came I lost weight and I thought okay there's this thing I, I like cooking I, I'm always told I've got a great personality so let me try this and then I went for it and literally I went for the interview and I got it in mm -hmm. um Went for about two, three interviews and then got into the show. And how did the show go for you? The show was great. I mean, reality TV is so scripted. Um, <laughs> so it was it was very... Um, I actually was supposed to win, right? Okay. And unfortunately, I didn't win because I scored someone higher. It's the audacity for me. I love how she said I was supposed to win. No, because <laughs> I, I love it. Because I, I, I really I, love it. I put a show like I went all out. Like yeah. I and I cooked better than all of them. I thought the risk really? of sounding like a kitagiri, right? But I really did. Even they said it. Are you serious? Even the, the scoring off camera, or? off camera scoring. I scored higher by one point, and that the lady that won beat me by one point. She was good too. Um, but she was also Indian. She cooked. Indian food. She cooks curry. The food she knows. Curry. Yeah. I mean And you feel like that's not a prize, like it's not worthy of winning. I mean you're Indian, why are you gonna cook curry? Because Leho is very spicy. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> you're about to find out. <laughs> I mean, I felt like for me it was like she didn't she didn't you know, it was just a curry. Yeah. She should have done it. If you could do come down with me again, would you cook differently? No, I wouldn't. I would have just changed name. the cheesecake. Because <laughs> my cheesecake was a flop, right? Because yeah. I tried it the first time that day. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. But that's that's the only thing. Because I don't think, I don't think, I feel like baking, you've got a hand. It's not just for everyone. Yes. And I, I just tried it and I wanted to bake cheesecake. So I think I should have just did that frozen one. Yeah, fridge. Cut okay. corners. If you were in prison, death row. Mm -hmm. and they ask you to ask for your last meal before they hang you or whatever they do, what would your final meal on earth be? It would be salmon. Salmon? Mm, I love it. Just to pe Is that all you're salmon asking Salmon and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Grilled potatoes with lemon butter sauce. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. That's my favorite, absolute favorite meal. Like salmon is my favorite in different types. Oh, smoked salmon, pan-fried salmon. Um, pasta, salmon with pasta, mm. it's my absolute favorite, but we have to have salmon, salmon, whatever it is. I did not expect that. What were you expecting? I thought you were going to say something more soulful, because you said you're good at cooking soul food. I'm good at cooking soul, because of soul food, because it's my love language, and that's mm. how I show love, but I don't eat it because of the surgery now, uh, it's too heavy in terms of, like, red meat, it Yambora. Yeah. So if now, I was never a person who would eat steak, and yes. now I'm a steak girl. Like, I would I have like, you. only because of the surgery. Maybe before surgery, it would have probably been ribs. Yeah. 
Uh, but I also I can't eat a lot of that because it gets too much. So salmon is my absolute fave. I just enjoy it for some reason. But I also make it very soulful. Like I'd make it creamy. I wouldn't just make it simple. It yes. would have a lot of soul in it. So it okay. wouldn't be one of those extremely healthy ones. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So guys, the reason why I'm starting off this conversation with Diago talking about food is because we're going to talk to her about her very unique story of getting gastric bypass surgery. And I really think it's a unique story, especially for this podcast, because we don't usually do that kind of conversation. But I think for Women's Month, it's important for us to show the different experiences South African women have. And this is not a conversation we usually have in South Africa, just generally, like yeah. us getting gastric bypass. So tell us about your childhood. What led to you getting surgery? Okay, cool. So I generally grew up overweight, like since Kilungwana, um, I was the overweight girl in the clique of friends, of the chubby friend. Um, my sister and I, my sister's very small, mm. so, and she's beautiful, like my sister's very beautiful. And obviously I grew up with her and I could tell that, you know, growing up, man, you see with people, like they all, when we arrived, me and her, because we grew up like twins, right? Mm. Um, uh, would arrive to a place and they'll always compliment. But oh, oh my god! But people would never really say it to me. But over time, I no man. I realized that no man. Why nakisiki butwa kore? You know, What is the reason why nakisa? I I just couldn't get it. Like so, and every time would go. Who want to join the man? Oh, you know. But it would never be that for me. And this starts really by nyan with compliments. Oh, but since she's so cute, as we grow old and teens. Oh, whenever she man join the man, but I never get that question, and I desperately wanted that question so much, just to be asked. You know, it it would have meant the world to me, but I never got it. And then. Um, but at home, my family, my mom is obsessed with weight. Like, she's a health freak. My mom gyms, my mom eats right. So I think the idea that I was overweight, it kind of stressed her a bit as well because maybe people also used to say a lot of things to her about it. You know, um, like, mm. whatever, you know. Uh, because I was very overweight and I talked in Like, I was opinionated extremely. I still am. Um, and I think, so just my environment, man, the world, like, I just grew up in a... As a chubby girl, at home, it was never a thing, per se. Mm. But my mom would always want us to eat healthy. Kijimi siwa, kiwoki siwa, just to understand. But in the morning, I would walk. 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 I would what was every new diet? Inject on your ear, inject on your ear. They would yeah. put, they would put, they would put something in your ear, and then apparently you won't get hungry. Kia, what do you this? Kerna bao, mama ka, I laugh now, but it was a lot. So I just, I just went. My whole childhood was just always about dieting. Yeah, I'd go to school. My mama unpacked provita with oh ingi. I would toss that. In the brain. <laughs> and I had a good friend, Fifi, who would give me her cup of tea. And oh, I would be happy dude. eating bread. I just got my mom thinking, if you only knew I'm not eating those things. Like, the apple, I said, my mom would be working, she used to work hard. She hey? tried, yeah. She tried, but yeah. it was just not my thing, right? I didn't like it. It made me unhappy. And then at school also, like, I want to be in the netball team. And the man did a gold attack or gold suit or something random. Mm -hmm. oh, but, like, I just didn't. People just used to always give me random spots in everything. 
And then, um, and worse, I wasn't necessarily the smartest, like in terms of, I was an A student, mm. and my sister was an A student, oh right? Lord. So she's beautiful. Award ceremony. Award ceremony. She's getting the certificate for top performing. My mom, I grew for LO. This girl, I visa for L O S T V K D. You know that's in a it's in a good day. If not, you need to be so mama. Hote yo leako is disruptive or so do leako how concentrate. There was just always something. So I think for the most part, I then lived my life into my teens settling. All right, because everything was just I'm giving this, so I'm taking it because mm. I it's what life is giving me, right? And I don't really have much of a say in terms of what I want. So if I want mm. to play center. Like you are a type of girl, but I know you you deserve a center, yes. you know, or swimming. Like I'd always be like, you're slow. Like things were just never what I want. Like the dancing, we've got a dance competition in primary. I would be given the role. Oh no. Oh, dancing with the guy that everybody doesn't want to dance with, you oh. know, and it's just, so over time, how people treat you, you see it. I mean, it's, one at two years, it starts from there where you actually notice all these things. Two years. Like three years for you grow yeah. up from that age, realizing, man, I'm always just given in primary school, high school, I'm old. And high school, then I got to high school, and because I spoke for myself, um, it got a bit diff uh, better because I went to an all girls school, right? Mm. And at that all girls school, I was very, yeah, and get out the whole and just, you know, killing people out because I think. Life, I felt like life gave me, I had to settle, like I yes. said. So eventually I decided, oh, no man, it's not for me. Like, I don't think I deserve to be not center. Why is it center? Why is it the girl 20? I must just give, take what's given to me. It was not fair. I felt mm -hmm. it wasn't fair. So one odd day, my mom sees uh, this doctor on some show on the to my mom, calls me. Soka! Orobezi! TV about weight loss surgery mm. i was 24 years at the time so i i wake up i'm like okay mama here we go again mama would like literally everything about weight mama like it stressed her out right so that also kind of gave our give uh, it was a lot of tension in our relationship because yeah. of that her obsession about weight and almost trying to imposed it only now when I, I'm older I understand she meant well but at the time it was not easy it was horrible mm. because um I just wanted her to say just do you when I come on you know but she meant well obviously she was worried about issues that healthy but for me it just it, it got tiring and then I saw this show where they spoke about this gastrobypass being done in South Africa at the time I was 24 years you know couldn't afford the surgery at the time so ugh, let it go um, and then never followed up on it. Um, and then maybe seven years later, my 29th birthday, four, five years later, mm. I came back from, I was living in Nelspruit, came back to Johannesburg, and I got a new job in Joburg. And that's when I called the doctor. So I'm like, hey, I'm actually wanting to do this thing. And they gave me information. At the time, there was not a lot of, I, I didn't know a lot of black females at the time. So I went for this thing, started the process uh, for my trainer. The idea was that the surgery would happen on my 30th birthday, the year I turned 30. Mm. So we did that. And then, yeah, and then I went for it, for the surgery. It was uh, a long process. A preparation time for it is about three months prep time. So I started around months prep time. Yeah. Before okay. the surgery happened. So I started in October and then we go for a lot of blood tests. Like 
blood tested, like almost like I had blood tests every week, literally, wow. right? And then after that, we then um, moved from blood tests to lung tests, sleep apnea. So if you've got a weight problem, you would have more likely to have sleep apnea. 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 apnea yeah. Sorry, sleep apnea. And they had to check that before going to surgery because if you've got it and it's not maintained properly, you could... You could, could table, die on the yeah. table, so you need to make sure. Fortunately, I didn't have sleep apnea. The, this word, yeah, so, it's a, it's a yeah. tricky word. <laughs> and then uh, at the time, I was weighing 191, 191, 191 kilograms. What yeah. does that look like? It looks like me. Give it no, <laughs> you're, you're not 191 kilograms now. It, what did it look like? I mean, shame. It looked like this chubby girl that was just fighting for life. Chubby. <laughs> this big girl who's literally just fighting for dear life. It's, I can't picture it. Get on my page. You'll see. I've got a, picture, got a, of picture, I've got a picture of me at 191. Wow. It looked like it was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. It was back aches. It was um, going to the mall was a slip. Like, yo, I have to walk through that. Um, really? Going to so the, the weight actually weighs you down. It for real. And emotionally weighs ah, you down. And then going out like to a party, it's like yo, you're, that girl who's doing mustilong, yo, and I'm just thinking, I'm just too cute to be the girl who's doing mustilong. It, and you're wearing like oh, but it man, like yeah. una, una a lot. Everything about it's just a lot. Like you can't sit flight flying. Um, so you never, but you could fly. Yeah, I could. Did you need to? But it was uncomfortable. So like I, I would try not to do it mm -hmm. as much as I could. Um, seat belt extender. You need a seat belt extender to okay. do that. Um, and then also, I would have like uric acid. I had a lot of uric acid, so I'd feel tired. Mm. You know, I'd feel very tired. I'd feel um, like I just want to always sleep because and walking would be a mission. Working at work would be a mission. Um, yeah, so it was horrible, man. So the. When you hear things like the plus size movement, for example, right? Mm. Do you believe in those movements? <laughs> Ooh, okay. So at the time, I, I've never been about a movement, okay. even in my very big days, right? I've never been, because I felt like I, I, didn't, I didn't want that for myself. Mm. And that's why I went for the surgery, right? You didn't uh, want fatness for yourself. No, I didn't. Okay. But however, I also understand why the plus size movement is there because sometimes people are not overweight because of just food. Mm. Actually, most times it's not just food. Like for me, I found out in the process that I had metabolic issues, mm. right? And metabolic issues, even if I was on diets, I would still gain weight. Yes. And food would not process the right way. And that's why the surgery was needed for me because I, what you and I would, even if I ate healthy every single day, but I had uric show. acid, yes. I had thyroid issues, yes. I had um, sleep, what, what, apnea, I had yeah. this, I had that. But these are things that I didn't know I had, mm. right? Yes, did I eat a lot? Yes, I did eat because obviously my um, thing, my cravings were, I'd crave food because my brain is not registering that yes. I shouldn't be eating it. Even if I would eat healthy, it, it, so there's more of a health issue, a scientific health issue. Yes. And that's the decision. So the plus size movement is needed because not everybody can unfortunately do the surgery mm. in terms of resources and not everybody knows about it. Mm. And also, um, 
they need it because people want to always ex- exclude plus size people and make them feel like there's something wrong with them. Mm. And it's, there's nothing wrong, right? It's just that I am a bit, I'm a bit bigger than you. And mm. yes, I could probably, and just assuming that people are because Baja is also unfair, mm. you know? Um, and that for me, and I know the struggles of being treated like that because, um, because I've, I'm big, like, Flight attendants just not being nice to you. Those hands are mean. Yeah. They can be very mean. Yeah. Like, I've just seen flight attendants. I'm like, no. <laughs> These people. I mean, you'd get there, try to put it together. I'd like, yeah, the seat smells like tender, ma'am. I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to put it together. Right? And people are just like, go have an attack demand, you know? Yeah. And those are things that need to bother. So, give me a little But, like, people just always want to decide for me. Why didn't you decide it? It's like, I don't have a brain. Like, why must people decide? How did they treat you at the shops when you'd buy clothes? Everybody would just always want to have an opinion about everything. Like, no, Rekha, this won't suit you. Or how can I size? And people would just never... At the gym, forget clothes. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the gym. Yeah. Right? You get to a gym, and the personal trainer guys are always nice to the girls with the nice bodies. They are. But the girls with the big bodies, re- to this day, I don't go to the gym because of that. Are you serious? I don't. Like, it was horrible. I hated it. They treated me so... Funny, and I needed the help because I didn't know what to do, yes. right? But no one would care. Like, no, like, so if you ask for help, they just ignore you. They'd come, but oh, ah, I have to just help her, you know? Yeah, they would never show me the passion that they'll show the girls with the nice palms and nice bodies, like <laughs> the passion, yeah, the passion. <laughs> yeah. But when they invested, gym guy, hey, what are you eating? Now, I'll never be asked, What am I eating? <laughs> So it was just, uh, guys, no. So plus movement is needed for yes. that. Okay. Yeah. And do you think it adequately fights for those things? It adequately addresses those problems? Maybe not. Maybe not. It's more, fi- I feel like it's more on the outside. The, mm. uh, the, the aesthetics. Aesthetics yeah. part, right? In terms of uh, plus size girls, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> and maybe Mabona, everybody must do what they want to do. Hey, if Mabona is what you believe in, Hey, my girl. Yeah. Be naked. Yeah, but I don't think that's the point. Yeah. Like, it's not about my bona. It should be bigger than my bona. It should be about literal mental health and actually booty Jimmy. Getting people, uh, trainers to actually. Because, and the sad part is that plus size girls have so much money. Oh. Yeah, they do. Hectic. Plus size girls. Come. Those girls work mm. hard. Because all they've got is to concentrate on their work. Yes. Those girls, ask any girl who's in a plus size fashion line. They make the most money from skinny girls are not gonna go buy a dress for three thousand rand. Because why? They can go to Mr. Price and <laughs> Maraba and As, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, plus size girls don't have options. Yeah, they, they don't have, have to make the money to yeah, buy that three thousand rand. Exactly. Dress. So that's why I know. And those girls work hard. Yeah. And that is why you'll find the sketchy men always Wanting to hover around plus size girls because what? but I challenge. Plus girls, girls have money. So you actually have men who prey on plus size girls because they know you have money. Yeah, a lot of them. Little yes. <laughs> yes, saying yes. Yeah. Okay, tell me more about this praying. Let's yeah, get into this. They, I don't even know. No, it's this. it's a thing. Like okay. but they just and I'm not talking about money from a man must have money, but. It's not even on the He's level you want to Okay. On okay. the level you want to owe. And she's just wanting to be there because the girl, those girls, but they're, they're doing very well career wise. And these men just want to be there to have around them to make, to take money, mm. budget life, because shame. 
Because all my friends, I must just grab this random. Uh, but I never did that. Oh, yes. no. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, I have dated thinking men because I was plus size. Yeah. But shame, man. They were sweet. But they were sweet. <laughs> so you, you, and this, they, everyone's laughing. <laughs> okay. So I, I just want to get a picture of this. Do they approach and they're like, oh, baby girl, I'll take care of you. When I just keep working, what do they do? No, so you meet the guys and over time, how, like, they'll come, you have to go to a restaurant, bill, you must pay <gasps> for the bill. Okay. The first time. I, I, I only started to enjoy a bill being paid for me after losing weight. No ways, yeah. Yeah, but don't lie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I used to pay a bills. A man has the to sit in front of a woman and not pay for the bill. No, they didn't. And I, I'm, I think I was quite, even in my big days, I was a, quite a cute girl. You, you are know? a cute girl. You know, so it's not like, can you, oh, whatever, like a guy, fella, oh, like, yo, guys, like, a guy, oh, no, like something, also understood. Oh, my God, so what do you do? Yeah. And they love driving, they love it. <laughs> they will borrow your Range Rover, Shem, and they will drive. They'll borrow your Range And drop Rover. you off at work. Thank you. Yeah. And I and I, it's just not, I can be honest about it. Mm. A lot of my plus size friends that I know um, will be honest about it offline. A lot uh. of them tell me that Leah, we relate. A lot of people that have surgery, most of them divorce after because Ooh. they settled mm. in their dating lives. Because truth of matters that you were settling because you didn't have options, right? And yes. this guy life loved you. And I'm not saying the case for everyone, but yeah. most of the people I've interacted with always tell me that. So many people tell me they relate. Um, and the guy will just come take you out and then well, exactly. you're always at your house, they bring your car, like So they never spoil you. Mm-mm. I don't remember being spoiled. Do they ever how do how do they act when they with you in public? They're normal, like give a guy, like they they they're very loving shambu guy love. They are very loving. Give a guy by hold hands, Tanasam. Oh. I wanna what those guys like they will show you love. Shame. They will. Mari, you will pay for that love as the girl. You will pay. And I speak for myself. I mean that that's what happened to me. I've before losing weight, I was always asked by guys that didn't make sense. Bugaiba because direction my size. Get my size, eh? Mm. Nah. Uh-uh. I get my size, okay. Yeah. You know, so those are things that you would happen to you. always just got like everything that's the sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds. Sorry you know. if you're one of those guys. But yeah, but uh, you know, I, it is what it is. And I'm not saying sloppy seconds for someone else it works, but for if you're a girl that also brings a lot on the table. Mm. So you don't deserve to be with stuff. If you're a girl that works hard, mm. you don't deserve to have sloppy seconds. People must be with their people. People must be with their people. If when you know you don't work hard as a guy, but that does that ever happen? Because no. some people will argue and say, but the same with girls. Like broke girls will date really rich men, and how come? I guess then the day the men must decide what they value in mm. people. And I didn't value a sloppy man that asked me to pay for a bill. It's not my thing. I'm not doing it. Five to you. I'm not paying a bill for no man. Sorry. But I will. If we're dating and we're building together and we're doing, I will support my partner. It's important. Mm. I don't. I don't want to just take and take because that's also not fair. No one deserves to be at 
always taking but I mean, from. It's good to receive and receive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but is it taking or is it receiving? No, uh, but I don't. For me personally, my principle, I yeah. don't want to be with someone that I'm always just taking from. Okay. Them. I don't think it's fair mm. because I've gone through people taking from me. I get you. So I don't want to treat someone else like that. Even even now, I don't. Like, yeah. I don't do that. And how was your working life before surgery? Okay, what working, was the experience? Working life, I think my personality. No, as in, how did they treat you as a as a 191 kilogram at work? Woman? Yeah. So, it, it, shame truly from a work perspective, I didn't struggle because I have a big personality. Mm. So I got in and I owned my space and I I rocked. So I didn't really struggle with that from a work perspective. Um, I still remember. Unfortunately, shame my last job, like the team was quite a chubby team. So okay. shame it have it worked so well for me, right? Yes. That they loved me. Mm. And yeah, it's not everybody. A lot of people don't. If people didn't like me because of my personality, it was never about weight from a work perspective. Well, that's what I think. Yes. I've never openly had anyone say it or treat me. Or maybe I just didn't care as well because I felt like I'm not here for anything else. I'm just here to do what I need to do. So from a work perspective, it's been very, it's been good because I speak for myself and I will tell you what I think of you. Okay. As well. So you've got this three month prep period. Prep period. And then what happened? So the surgery I did, I didn't do, it's, it's called gastric bypass, right? But I did a bilopancreatic diversion, oh, right? What? A BPDS. Okay. So there's different types of gastric bypasses. There's Ruin Y, there's BPDS, which is the one I did. Then there's BPDSID, mm -hmm. right? Which is the one that is in the middle, it's like the smaller one. Uh, so the DS is for people that weighed 192, 200 kgs. They, that's the biggest on the, on the bypass family. Ruin why it's the smaller girls that are maybe weighing about 100 kgs, but they don't like being overweight. And it puts them to about 50, 60 kgs. Mm. And then uh, BP decide is someone that is around 150, but also your doctor would be the one to decide, right? Mm. And then I did BPDS. Uh, the full one DS2 and the side at side so the BPDS2 is for someone who's fully needs um, a change in metabolism so what happened in my uh, like I said it's gastrointestinal and then I did a BPDS2 mm. and this BPDS it's called bilopancreatic diversion mm. and basically what it is is I had to uh, they basically changed they cut my stomach um, made my stomach smaller and they switched how food transfers to my body. Mm -hmm. So then they made my, what they call a duodenum shorter. Mm -hmm. So food does not stay long in my body. They also removed my gallbladder because it is what, that's where the fat and all it's of that stored. stuff is stored. Ah. So um, they had to remove that. So, so the prep time for that is just getting me ready for the BPDS. Mm -hmm. So BPDS then, Swiss food, I eat, food gets in the stomach, doesn't sit long, goes through the, the short, Duodenum, which is the duodenum, yeah. yeah, that is the tube that connects to the stomach, mm. doesn't stay too long, kicks them out. So my metabolism is super fast, mm. right? Um, so then I go for surgery day. Um, we do the surgery, the procedure. Then you're in ICU that first night, um, and you've got a drainage net where they draining out blood of Ooh. from your stomach out through your neck, right? And they also you're in high care if you did if you did a BPDS. The, the one I did, you're in high care because they need to monitor how you respond to everything. So you've, I felt very, no, like a lot of nausea and um, I felt, but I was okay. I, and then literally the next morning, you have to walk. Uh, there's no, I'm sick, I'm a bit, no, we were walking. Um, theater, you're walking uh, with a the physiotherapist. 
So your team of doctors, you've got an endocrine, you've got a physician, endocrinologist, and then you've got a surgeon who actually performs the surgery. You've got a dietitian, you've got a psychologist, you've got a psychiatrist, wow. you've got a ECG lung specialist, you also have a physiotherapist, and you also have about, what else do you have? Yeah, ECG lung, and then the sleep, uh, the neuroscience person. So about eight doctors. That sounds that expensive. It's hell expensive. I'm just hearing money, money, money. Yeah, it's, Jesus. it's hell expensive. So then you do a lot of blood tests. Mm. Then after that surgery, you do physiotherapy, and you're also seeing a psychologist in three months of prep time. Mm. So a psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, and then after that, after the three days, you're in hospital for three days. You can't really eat for the first three days. The second, the first two days, first day, second day, they start giving you broth. Um, but obviously you can't eat because mm. it's just weird everything's just weird you've got a lot of nausea and then from there on you are discharged from i discharge three days later you go back for them to remove the the tube the drain because you will go home with the drain so the drain is to to make sure that all the pus that's inside your stomach gets drained out Ugh. so that you don't find yourself getting septic and getting sick oh so doctor God. the team of doctors that did it was very thorough they were extremely thorough um literally every point of every point of the surgery is taken care of by this whole team. Mm. And then, yeah, and then I go home and I was off work for the like first three weeks. At that first three weeks, it's very difficult because you still, you have, your mind hasn't kicked in, right? Mm. You've got this thing. You can't eat. You have to eat sloppy food. Your food must be like soup. soup. Yeah. But no cream. If you eat anything creamy, you're going to vomit. Mm. If you eat something oily, you're going to have bad flatulence. Mm -hmm. Literally, the first year of the surgery, you've got the worst flatulence of your life. Like, you always, and it doesn't smell great, yeah. you know, uh, because obviously everything has just been changed. So you go through all of that. Um, and then only the hard part for me was the mental part. Mm. Because in the mix of everything, when I had stresses of life, I was overwhelmed. I did comfort eat, right? Mm. So now I can't comfort eat anymore because it's taken away from me. So you want to eat, you will vomit until you can't believe. If you eat anything bad, you are going to vomit mm. or you're going to have flatulence or you're going to have diarrhea. Mm. So you're always in the toilet, literally, because of all of that. Mujolo, mm -hmm. it's no mujolo because you've got issues. There's nothing sexy about your life at that nothing point. Se <laughs> nothing sexy about your yeah. life, my darling. Like, yeah. you must date a man that's flippant matured yes. after this procedure because there's so much that he needs to also understand, right? Um, but at least he's got a pretty girl outside. Like, mm. we're sexing an hour. <laughs> what is flatulence between lovers, you know? <laughs> so, um, then you go through all of that. And then, first year is the hard was the hardest for me. And mm. a lot of people that talk to me about it, they always struggle. Um, sometimes other issues come out that you didn't know. Like, I spoke to another lady the other day who said she had liver problems and her liver is failing. Oh, my so goodness. So she's having to go to a doctor more. But it's all on what you eat. Like, I was actually admitted two weeks ago, uh, in, in May this year because I had the worst diarrhea. So I was in the hospital for, like, two weeks, mm -hmm. a week. And if you've got diarrhea, the moment you've got diarrhea more than two days, you have to go to hospital. So that's, I'm always in hospital if there's anything that wrong, I, wrong yeah. that I feel like. But now it's better, like, because I, I, and I was not taking my medication. So I take vitamins forever, for all my life. I take about eight different vitamins, vitamin mm. B12, zinc, potassium, um, everything to keep my energies. Because remember now my food portions are so small and I can't, I will never <laughs> get all the nutrients from just food. So I must substitute it with vitamins. Mm. 
Um, then I go for regular checkups. I my first year I saw a psychiatrist. I saw a psychologist. I struggled a lot with my mental part of things, uh, because the shock of oh my god, I could never ever relate. I could never eat. You know, I remember I used to call this other lady that I found. Will I be able to eat? Like you, like I just could not believe my life, and it was just hard. You know, mm -hmm. it was hard mentally. I cried so much during that year. I was like, I regretted doing the surgery. I, I wish I would have just loved myself the way I was. I wish I did not listen to people telling me, oh, Mickey, my young. I wish I could have just still fought to still have center and not wait for people to tell. It was horrible. And I remember asking myself, did I do this for myself or this for people? Mm. You know, um, because it was I, I struggled mentally a lot. Mm. You know, I had a psychiatrist for three years and stop. I saw her for three years. She was so good. And my psychologist as well, I went and found my own psychologist and I would see her on a weekly basis for a whole two years. Wow. Because I needed all the help in terms mm. of, and because my mom, you know, because after surgery, like people don't, because I'm not physically sick, like they didn't understand, like, What's What's your problem? Problem? I won't be able to explain this anymore. So it was, those are the challenges that I had, mm. you know, mental health for me was the hardest. I cried a lot, like I said, and I just, I had a lot of regret. You know, I wanted to, I remember sending my sister a message, I want to reverse this thing. I don't want it anymore. And I couldn't reverse, because once you've gone, you're gone. But mm. you just have a solid support structure. And in terms of someone that's had the surgery, like I do that with a lot of girls that go, like I'm always on the phone with them. Don't worry, you'll be fine. I literally drove at some point to the hospital to see them because they would be so overwhelmed. And because I was alone at the time, I don't want anyone to ever feel alone. Mm. I had to literally learn to stop doing it because I went over and beyond too much, mm. you know, where I'd be on the phone, give phone now. And it got tiring for me as well, where it's like, okay, I can just only give advice. And yeah, so that is, the first year was the hardest, mentally. Have people ever said... Well, you're lazy. You could have just gone to the gym and gotten a dietitian. They probably said it behind my back, mm. but no one would ever have the balls to say that to me. I'd be so shocked. Like, you're talking to me like that? Yes. Purely because a lot of my friends know my, like, I've not changed friends. I've had the same friends since growing up. Wow. So a lot of them um, know my struggles from a weight perspective. Mm. So a lot of them just didn't. They, they wouldn't say it to me, you know. Mm. Um, maybe they said it behind my back, but I've never had anyone say it to me. Mm. Um, I feel like someone who says that, though, doesn't know. Yes. They, you know, it, it, and I, shame, there are a lot of things that we all comment on that we don't know, so it's okay also, right? Um, if you've struggled with obesity, uh, you understand that obesity is, 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 like I said initially, it's not just about food, but obesity is, it breaks every part of you, mm. you know, and... To, for me to go the surgery route, it's the extreme route, but it's because I didn't have a choice. And I wasn't losing weight from eating right and the gym. Mm. I wasn't. I wasn't even getting help at the gym. Forget losing weight. I'm not getting help at the gym. Mm. You know, um, so, and at that weight, at 191, you can't run on a treadmill. Mm. Like, your knees are painful. Your ankles are hella painful. Yes. It's like carrying a bag of, Cement. Expecting yeah. for you to run. It just yes. wa wasn't going to be able to work for me, you know. Um, at that weight, you're just, it's just, you're so, it's, you're too heavy. Mm. So someone who says I was lazy, ah, man, shame. Uh, it's okay. It's <laughs> their opinion. Um, but I could afford to do it, so. 
There I you go. To, exactly. I don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to work hard. If you want to go to the gym, go for it, my love. Yes. You know, if you want to, if you want to be 192, and yes, uh, someone can say you, you ate yourself to 192. That's also okay. I know I didn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Did I eat? Yes, I did. Eat. I did say I did eat a little bit more than other people, uh, but at the same time, for me, at 192. Shame. Also, I can understand, you know, someone who comments like that doesn't know, man. You know, you all speak from a place of what we think should be. Yes. And if you've it's never... Ignorance. It's ignorance. They really don't and know. They really don't know. Mm. And they truly don't, will never understand the challenges of metabolism, metabolic issues. Mm. And if you've never seen an endocrinologist also. Yeah. But it's like arguing with someone, high school, you go, like... Half of them I see by like a physician. Yeah. So I'm now trying to understand, like <laughs> physician matter. Like, wait, do you know? Do you know what is an endocrine general? Before that, I'm more more dieting. Yeah. So if that's what they feel, I can also understand. But yeah. I'm also not too bothered because um, at the time it did bother me though. Let mm. me not act. I'm, I'm four years post op. Yes. So at the time, yes, it bothered me that oh my god, I felt like I cut corners. Until a friend of mine and my my thing uh, my um, therapist said to me, but it was so hard. Like the mental part of it, it was so hard physically, mentally, vomiting, all of those things that you had to go through. Yeah. And you're gonna feel like you cut corners? No. You didn't. You did what was best for you. I did what was best for me in my mm -hmm. circumstances because I did not have any other option. Yes. You know, if I could have just ate right, which I did do. Mm. I did do before I got to that. I did. 10 different diets and I followed. When I finally started to do, I followed a diet for a whole year. I was on a diet and I followed it and I still did not lose weight. Yes. I lost 20 kgs, mm. right? But still then, I was still not enough to keep the weight off. Mm. Fortunately, I was not diabetic at the time. And also the nice part about BPDS is that it corrects diabetes, it corrects high blood pressure. So you will never have it after that. So... Yeah, some people also do it for that reason because no one wants to live with diabetes and high blood pressure. Yes, you know? yes. And if you've got an option to correct it, why not? Because the metabolic, endocrine, scientific way of it fixes that problem. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why I was so happy that you agreed to come on the podcast is because I think the story of being a fat person in society is a very common story, if we're being honest. Yeah. But we don't share that story enough. You know, I don't even share it. I mean, I used to be 110 kilograms at some point, sure. you know, and then I lost the weight. But I also used to be 50 kilograms because I was a swimmer. So I've, my weight has done this my whole life, you yeah. know. And I started swimming because I was a chubby kid. Yeah. And everyone would say, no, 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 you can't be a chubby kid. No, 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 no. So you had to find ways. So then my relationship with food changed because I was like, I'm not eating food. It makes me fat. Yeah. And I stopped eating, you know. And then I had all these other issues because I stopped eating. And then you have stomach issues because you've ruined the what is it your stomach lining and all these things because you're always on these weird diets like it's a mess yeah you know and the quality of your life changes once Absolutely. you get on this road of dieting and what what and people don't get it yeah like it, it causes depression and also like, just to add into the dieting if you go to a dietitian dietitians never run tests yes they give you a program 
and 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 if you think about it from a weight perspective the issue is always scientific you yes. do need to run tests you do you need to check what okay leago gains weight haja in don't don't just got blood group because yeah. then you must go further and understand okay you've had this weight problem why, why? and that's why the endocrine does right yes. the physician does that and that's how we're able to get to a place of understanding my metabolism yes is the reason why exactly. even when you eat healthy you will not lose weight yeah and that's why all of these trainers online who like to give weight loss programs i'm just like how are you doing this exactly because you wouldn't know what this person's body needs exactly you know and literally like i i lost weight because i i know a lot about food but then i also learned my body do you get what i'm trying to say so i was like oh when i eat this this happens oh when i do this this happens okay i'm gaining weight now oh, it's because i'm eating this yeah you know but yeah. it takes a while and there's also that conversation about health where people will say if someone's skinny they're healthy if someone's fat they're unhealthy half the time cuz i have friends who are either doctors or they own these aesthetic clinics yeah. and they give you those injections yeah um they'll say that their skinniest clients usually have the worst lifestyles yes so you find that on average the people with the high blood pressure issues and that kind of thing are the skinnier mm. clients you know so it's just so interesting how weight is really not a super i mean health is not a superficial no It's, it's not, not about what you look like. No, not at all. Not at <laughs> it's all. deeper than that. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I learned through this process. Yeah. That that's my sister the other day was struggling with uh, diarrhea. So not that constipation. I said to her, go see a dietitian mm -hmm. because she's smaller, right? But then also go see a physician. Yes. So you can understand why you've got constipation issues because your issue is not just the food. Yes. But you need to learn what is the food that works for you. Yes. Gluten gluten intolerant. Yes. You can only get that through test. If you don't do that so also like people want to talk about habits early serious it's just like no. and your health is everything health as well exactly health as well absolutely so if there are bigger girls watching this or bigger guys mm. watching this how would you advise them to navigate through life and through being fat oh my god i've never <laughs> i've never had to give people that kind of advice but i think for me Um so don't I wouldn't concentrate so much on making about making about the physical part mm. right I would suggest that really see a doctor like an a specialist a physician and endocrine and tell them what your weight challenges are mm. and run tests on that and then from there on follow a program take those tests go give a dietitian and say okay so this is what i've got my pot for example if your protein is low it won't break fat and there's a few things that people don't know protein and if you have too much protein also it turns into fat but you need to keep a balance right then get those results and go find a dietitian that is can be able to work on a lifestyle a program and not just give you a copy of a program that's been set for years done by other people mm -hmm. what worked for them won't necessarily work for you yes. right so that is the first thing i would from a, if you wanting to lose weight or want to have a, a, a healthier lifestyle i would suggest that that they do uh, spend a bit in terms of doctors that they see a physician someone that can give them proper scientific why are you gaining weight because your blood this is your vitamin b12 is too low because sometimes vitamin b12 that's too low and that's too low on women you will have weight issues but nobody a dietitian won't you go to the heart of what she won't say anything about vitamin b12 it's low yeah because i hardly know testing. yeah you know what i mean so you want a dietitian that can run thorough tests and and be able to look at the information and i think another one that i would definitely say is that you know um you need to be okay with yourself right and yes for me 
someone can say, but you're not okay with yourself because you went and did surgery. I was never okay with myself. And because I was true to myself and said, no, nah, I'm not okay. No, nah, I've never been a girl who says, I'm happy being big. No, I've mm. never been. I did at the time I was, I embraced it because it's what life gave me. Mm. But beyond that, I was like, I'm not doing this. You know, um, so if you're not happy with it, go for this. Find alternatives as mm. well. Don't sit there and be unhappy, being stressed, being miserable. There's no need. There's a lot of options. That can, even if it's not gastric bypass, but you can look at other options. Because gastric yeah. bypass is also not an easy way out. Yes. You need to be ready for financially, for the upkeep of it. Um, because if you don't have the finances to upkeep it, then you're going to be miserable. Yes. Because you're not going to lose too much weight and you won't be able to have your vitamins. And that is a cost. On average, I spend 2,000 rand on just the medication. Per month. Per month. Wow. And this is upkeep. This is four years later. Yes. And I must still go for blood tests. You're spending about 8,000 rand for blood tests. Yes. And then you see the endocrine, that's 4,000 rand a session. So if you knew what you know now, mm-hmm. would you have still gotten gastric bypass surgery? Uh, or would you have just stayed the way you were? I would have still gotten gastric bypass surgery, definitely. I, I, would, I don't have regrets that I, I would do it again, <laughs> even tomorrow. <laughs> I'm even going for my other surgeries next year, so it's not it. Okay. I'm not done. You know, so yeah, I would still have gone, absolutely. Yeah. And what are some of the... What's, what are the, how has your life changed since you got gastric bypass? Um, my life has changed in that I'm more active. I can walk longer without feeling like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I don't need a seat belt extender in a flight. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yes. And I, the fun part of it, it's a relationship part. Mm. I get asked out by really nice men. Really? Yeah. Nice. So and they pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that still a problem? No, be good. The spirit of spirit of that thing, whatever it is, <laughs> they pay the bill. Mm. Yes, they do, and um, because also like not, like I just you know because it's something that I didn't have right, mm. so I grew up wanting to just have nice guys bang bang like a man, you know, yeah. and I didn't have it. Like I, I mean, I get asked now, oh yeah, Ling. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> finally, people ask me that. Oh, yeah. Jolly Mang. Yeah. I mean, for the longest part, guys, when I tell you, I've never been asked Jolly Mang wow. ever. No, I was just like, I'm sure you couldn't give me your leg. I've never yes. been asked. Even my friends ever asked me. Wow. I'll tell them. Oh, another one. Um, when you hook ups, I've never, none of my friends have ever said, let me hook you up. But my sister and my best friend, Bambo, they were always friends. People were always willing to hook them up or ten like my other friends, mm. right? Let me hook you up. I've never. I'd sit there. Why never hook up you? No, just <laughs> just watching. Just watching. <laughs> oh, maybe you at work. I've got a colleague, man. Let me hook you up. I've never gotten that. I get that a lot now. Nice. I get asked. Let me hook you up with this person, you know. So that's the the difference. I I walk longer. I'm more active. I don't get tired at all. If I get tired, I know my vitamins are low. So that means I'm not. I'm not eating right from a diet perspective. I can, I get into a room and, you know, I'm like, I feel like people notice me, which I was big, but no one would ever recognize me. I was just another extra, even at work. Wow. You know, um, so that's the nice part. No, just feeling like, like if I was like this now, I definitely would have had the center go netball. Wow. <laughs> like at the center, you know? So you're the woman you've always wanted to be. Yes. Okay. And and the timing also it made me at the right time where I'm matured. So because now I'm grown, um, I can do better decisions for myself now. And I think I always say if I if I'd probably lost weight earlier 
And sometimes things will happen because God wants it to happen like that. If I lost weight earlier, I probably would not have been achieved half of what I have now. Because mm. my state of mind would have not been able to handle the attention that I'm getting now. But now because I'm older, I know it doesn't mean anything. But it's one thing that still fascinates me today, to this day, is how I can walk into a place and guys actually turn. <clears throat> like... Turn for me. Yes, because you're pretty. You're and pretty. You're a beautiful and like, woman. Hi, and that's always like something I never got. I never used to get. No one used to turn heads for me. No one. I never got that. And know? do you like? Do you fully embrace your new body, or do you still feel like the fatter version of yourself? You get what I'm like. The yeah. 191. Yeah. The first year I struggled because yeah. obviously the mind wasn't. Yeah. But now I'm four years later. I embrace it more. Um, fortunately for me, and then I got into a relationship which was like you know, almost steady. So I I didn't have time to explore men as a whole because also I'm scared of that, right? Okay. Uh, because as as, mentally you still think you're that yes. girl. And also because I had like other issues like flatulence issues at the time, <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> issues. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to tell this guy, guy my, this is going to happen. This is going to happen, right? Because sometimes you can just get diarrhea and you didn't even plan for it. Mm. like, And it's just happening, you know? Um, and there's a guy I dated actually post surgery and I had diarrhea in his presence and he was so unkind about it. Really? Um, and it was not cause he did like a boom, you know, it was just cause it, it was, just happens. It just happens. And yes, I probably had a bad meal that day. That's why I had it. Um, but yeah. He should have been kind. It should have been kind. Especially cause he had so many issues. Yeah. Ooh, I was actually settling with that guy. Wow. <laughs> now that in hindsight, when I look back, he actually had bigger problems than me. Yes. Like, bigger issues. So that's what I, uh, that is what has changed, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's more to you than just what you look like. Yes. You're also a successful marketing professional. And because this is a marketing and business podcast, I also want to touch on that a little bit. Pick your brain, right? Because you've had an extensive career and a pretty impressive one. Yeah. Can you just share a little bit for people who don't know what you've done quickly in, in the industry as a marketing professional? So I, um, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm, I'm a marketer. I've got my honors in strategic brand communications and I did it from Vega. I absolutely enjoy building brands and mm. positioning brands. Um, I've worked on very cool campaigns and uh, very cool companies where I've had to obviously um, position the brand in for people to use the, 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 the product. Most recently in my current job, I literally saw numbers go up with a new product we launched where I had to literally position this product in a market that the brand would not typically not work be in mm. so i think from i'm really i enjoy marketing because i'm a very i'm a big creative as well and that's yes. why i dabble in so many things cooking one moment in marketing one moment i'm doing clothes <laughs> so um because of that the marketing part of of what i the creative part of me is the one thing i absolutely i'm good at and i'm able to merge my creativity with marketing okay. selling brands and selling products and making people to believe in the product so i've worked for cool brands um and I continue to grow this marketing thing because it's something that I absolutely enjoy. When you say build a brand, what do you mean? What is building a brand? I think building a brand for me means literally being able to have impact and an impact in terms of 
360 impact where people talk use your brand and not just spending all this money on marketing but actually seeing the ROI people using the product mm. so starting a new product where um, a midi bus for example is comes into into a into my my space where it it had no performance on, was on zero and positioning understanding the customer what is the customer wants how they want to be spoken to like how they want you to speak to them mm. how do you convert them to believe in your, your brand pushing boundaries as well as yeah. a marketer so knowing that okay my customer likes this but if i tried this with them let me see how they react because i like pushing boundaries mm. so i feel brand building it works if you are open-minded and because for me it's always trying to test and see what the the customer is, because the customer can be agile, right? It's just how you speak to them mm. and how you make them, how you sell this thing that you are trying to sell. Speak to your customers how they want to be heard. And it's understanding the signs in the customer's mind process, mm. behaviors, their needs, uh, what they like, and literally focusing on data because I feel data-driven marketing because numbers will always lead you to building this brand. Mm. And I believe in data-driven marketing because number like insights and behaviors is what you get how you get the true essence of what your customer needs absolutely so uh, that's how i build my brand through data and obviously looking at behaviors and patterns and how they want me to speak to them and also trying new things with the brand softly and slowly slow softly slowly. and slowly yeah how would you advise because we have a lot of marketing professionals who watch us especially the younger ones yeah they always dm me lebu how do i navigate through agency how do i navigate through corporate how would you advise them to navigate through working in the industry i think for me it's being authentic hey eh? like that being true to yourself and being authentic will always win people's hearts mm. um and sometimes you will you need to find your strength like i know with me um my strength at the time was not, I wasn't good with writing, mm. right? And I literally had to pay attention to it. But I'm a creative. So, for example, processing, processes, I'm not good with processes mm. because my mind is everywhere. Yes. But my line manager is good with processes, yes. right? So I will come with the concept and say, this is what I'm thinking. And then she will put it together. So you need to understand. I mean, at the early stages of marketing, it's very difficult to know what you're good at, right? Mm. But time will tell in that. I knew my personality worked in the entertainment industry, so I started off there in the entertainment industry, and that worked for me because I'm good with relationships. Yes. Like, I'm the girl that can build the relationship, and you get a lot out of people if you're good with relationship building. And that is one thing that I can say set me apart as a marketer. I am very good with people, mm. and people just hear me when I speak, which mm. is my... You need to find your 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 genus requirement, and yes. we all have it. It's just mm. a matter of unpacking it and being intentional in that. I am. I like this. How do I grow this? If you're good at writing, how do you grow your writing creative? Because every agency needs a writer, and um, social media content um, um, creators. They need someone who can write the content. Mm. So you can find, okay, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. My tone. I'm good with maybe creating the content, and being intentional and and feed and grow that. So don't find yourself trying to be, also another thing in marketing, because there's a lot of popularity, because you work with cool brands, you must be careful not to make it about clout or being mm. relevant, because then everybody's just like, Yo, because you're also going to get to a point where you will get over it. Eventually, at the beginning, it was exciting, oh my God, I got this, this person's DMing me, they want tickets. 
but don't being authentic comes speaks to that that don't if you're doing it for the wrong reasons you will not grow in it yes and if you're wanting to be famous through it then you've got a challenge but be true to the work and the science of it and be intentional in growing the work and people just nowadays just do things and if you do just if you do things just you're going to end up just everywhere with just with just but yeah. if you're intentional in saying i want to grow my career as a marketer i'm good at writing i'm, I'm a creative you can have three at the early stages. Then you, you naturally, you will be led into yeah. what you're good at, and then and then you build intentionally build those things. Also, reach out to people, right? Like, I used to reach out to people a lot, introduce myself, and tell them what you can bring into the into what they like. Say, I looked at your label, I looked at your brand, and this is what I think I can do. Mm. The label will be like, okay, maybe you might be off, but if you are off, she'll just say okay let me give her a chance let me see because the fact that you were you had the audacity to suggest something that she would say let me give her a chance yes so if you're gonna don't say oh my god i'm reaching out please help me out to get a job no say i saw this brand that's what i'm thinking and this is what i think i can bring to the table yes and that is how people actually then end up wanting to work with you and that's what i used to do a lot be intentional be authentic be brave, be brave and take action and take action. I love it. Yes. If someone wants to follow you and your journey, where can they find you? Okay. So I'm on Instagram and my name is Liako underscore Glamstar. Mm -hmm. Does it have a number? I think Liako underscore Glamstar on Instagram, on Twitter. And I am, that's all on Facebook. Mm. Ugh, my Facebook is so. Yeah. Facebook is like, we're done with that. Yeah, Sorry, but also my Facebook people. was very controversial. I also oh, had so much drama. I had so much drama. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, my Facebook is Liako Maruma. Yeah, but, but I don't. We, we don't go there. We no, go we don't to Instagram. We don't do Facebook. Yeah, we don't. Do so Facebook. I'm just on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. Okay. Liako Maruma on LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me. Your story is incredible, and I wish you all the best in everything else that you're going to be doing moving forward. Do you have a last message or something you want to leave us with to end off the podcast? You're enough. And I think never stop believing you're enough. Because mm. I struggled with that. I struggled with believing I'm enough. I struggled with thinking I am, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm enough. So I think you're enough. It's enough. It's, you're enough. And... That's it. What a perfect way to end the podcast. You're enough and that's it. Guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lebo Lion Show. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all the things that get people to talk about this podcast, engage with us and grow the community. You can find us at the Label Lion Show or at Label Lion underscore SA on all social media platforms. And don't forget, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Toodles. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson because I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest.